That's not what I'm about. Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Ash, and I'm joined by three members of my firefighting family. I got Scott. Hey. And Todd. Hello. And we got Rob. Hey. And, uh, yeah, I think we have some news coming up here. Um, we had a hospital fire out of... Iraq. Iraq, yeah. Baghdad. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. Well, pretty bad. 80 people died. That's very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 80 people died in a hospital fire in, in uh, Baghdad. 100 more at least were injured. Sounds like it started with an exploding oxygen cylinder. Which is pretty, like... You always hear about it, but... Yeah, it's not very subtle. It's not usually what starts a fire. It's usually what accelerates a fire later. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's still a lot of questions going on about it. Um, but a bunch of these people were uh, COVID cases. They were, so they're in, like, on, like, ventilators, ventilators and such. But that's a crazy amount, like, in, in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Perish all at once, like... Mm-hmm. I can only imagine just the logistics of getting it out because i'm sure their fire code is a lot differently than our fire code for yeah firewalls and (laughs) fire breaks and things like that right because like for us our hospital is designed to section it off so you don't have to evacuate Mm -hmm. a wing necessarily so you can do heart surgery like in russia yeah yeah (laughs) there you go (laughs) man it's true yeah that that's pretty pretty graphic being stuck strapped to a ventilator in bed and yeah and you can't you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to start on that one. Yeah, or and. It's very morbid. Just call it there. Cause it's it's terrible. It's such a shitty deal. and um, I mean, that's such a lot of lives lost. And I guess, what do you do, right? Like, like we're kind of saying, we don't know what their fire codes are, what things look like. So yeah. I mean, it's suspect it's like, a, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Like, in the western country mm-hmm. versus, versus out there. Yeah. I mean, they're still technically a war zone. For sure. I, think, I don't know. It's technically, yeah. I think they're still a war zone. Um, yeah. So it's, it is like night and day. It's not, mm-hmm. not even the same thing. I don't know if they have a regular fire department. Like, I don't know if they use regular firefighters or they have the military guys doing it. I don't know how that works. Right. Yeah. Interesting either way and shitty yeah. either way. I think they'd still have their departments, like their fire departments, because the ambulance service is there. Like, they're a separate entity. Is it still running? Like, that's what I'm saying, like, after years of war. And... I'm pretty sure it is, because I know there is, um, well, a few years back, um, I was chatting with some down on the mainland, that they did some, uh, they had some experience down there on one of the ambulances as oh, well. Oh, training, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they, oh. like, it was just, we're talking about the trauma, what they see, and it's so different, like, literally, like, you got to wear your flak vest and, yeah. and everything, you know, when you're on shift and it hits, it just grab and runs and you start treatment or, like, around multiple corners, right? Like, it's right. pretty crazy. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. We'll uh, leave it at that. Moving right along. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on. Uh, so, this past week, uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, a couple things that we got up to. Uh, we had a, a pretty interesting practice <laughs> this past week. Um, Scott and myself went down and took a secondary tour. I mean, we've done practices there. We've, you know, we grew up here, so we know what our local arena looks like. But we, we thought, you know, the, the ice is off now. It's a massive building. What could this be used for? So we went down and had a walk through there. And came up with 
a couple ideas for what a practice could look like. And then in classic Scott fashion, they got turned a couple times and <laughs> things changed. <laughs> and so, somehow in the back, back end of all of that, we still kind of came back around to the initial-ish plan. And then we added on to it. So, yeah, yeah why don't you I think talk it, about what it doesn't. Go, it goes farther back than... <laughs> Than what you and I were doing. It, it, yeah. it started actually with the um, the search that Jay, Jay made, uh-huh. uh, where they did the um, what was it? What, what kind of search was that? Be? It's like, it was like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, scavenger hunt search, yeah. mm-hmm. which we talked about a few week, um, probably a month or two ago, where the guys would go and search for some particular item, like a, like a fire extinguisher or a bowling pin or I don't know what he had in there. I think <laughs> a piece of wood that was shaped like a triangle or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, from that. A couple of the uh, members came out afterwards, and they're like, "Hey, that's pretty cool. What if we did something like capture the flag?" And then I was like, "Hmm." And then I don't know where the arena came into play, but we started like, "Well, we're somewhere that's really big and awesome that we could use." And the arena, obviously, ice got taken out fairly early because because the COVIDs. There's not a lot of hockey being played, so mm-hmm. um, so the ice was taken out fairly early. So we started t- talking about that. How could that look? Um, and they kind of morphed into different things. Mm-hmm. So what it ended up being, because um, I, I wanted, I didn't want the usual just like, hey, let's go do a building search. Um, everybody stands outside, two guys go in. You know, it, it ends up being pretty monotonous and pretty tedious, and mm-hmm. and everybody's not really invested in it. And one thing that we have found um, people getting invested in uh, are these competitions. That's right. Um, even this time it wasn't even for anything. We didn't even give them a reward other than mm. gloating. <laughs> gloating privileges. Yeah, there <laughs> were a lot of bragging rights yeah. for sure. But, um, yeah, so what it was, uh, we started the, uh, so we, we did a tour of the arena, had a few ideas thrown um, around. Um, one thing I wanted to do, rather than looking for specific items, or like different items, I wanted to make it kind of very specific. So we actually got pool noodles and cut them into... Thirds or half lengths, or yeah, yeah. Like basically into threes. Um, got reds and greens. Um, we had a bunch of glow sticks left over from Halloween, actually, so uh, like boxes of them. So, because uh, what I wanted, I wanted the officers to be able to direct the members, and I wanted the officers to be able to see where the members were. So, good community radio communication. I also wanted it confusing for the officers, so I wanted to make it more like a little hectic. So what we end up doing is in the arena. There's, what is it, like announcer booths, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're like booths up in the ground. Elevated. Yeah. Up, yeah. So they're elevated. You can oversee. You can overlook the ice um, level. You can overlook kind of the boards. Um, you can overlook the stands. You can't see under the stands, which is where the locker rooms and stuff are. Or sorry, where the um, there's some change rooms and stuff and bathrooms mm-hmm. and and things like that. So probably you can see probably eighty percent of the building. Yeah. From those from those elevated positions. Mm-hmm. So put. Divided the officers into two teams, so red team, green team. Uh, made sure one there was one command staff with who was with you, uh, Speedy, and you were with your Bob. you were with Bob, yep. yeah. So had the chief, deputy chief, split, and then uh, Ash was with uh, Brian, and then uh, Rob was with Bob. Easy to remember. And then a couple of the other officers were stationed out. I was not involved. I was a referee, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had two of the members who actually came with me. So it was Carrie and Grant that both came and said, hey, uh, they, they came up with the idea of Capture the Flag. So I contacted them and I said, hey, I've taken that idea and kind of ran with it. What do you guys think? So we had a little we had a little meeting before practice and quickly went through some different rules and what we're going to do. 
um, started the teams. So we had the so we split the crew in half in, in classic Canadian style. We split them in half by we got everybody to take their helmets off, put them in a big pile in the middle of the uh, nice. parking lot, and then the captains <laughs> kind of half closed their eyes and <laughs> grabbed helmets because everybody has their name in a helmet. So it's like it's not like it's exactly like picking <laughs> hockey sticks, but um, so everybody picked their names or picked their helmets, uh, divided the teams up. It was pretty even teams, like pretty, pretty even fair. experience. Yeah. I uh, made sure not all the new guys went on one, so I kind of was like, no, don't take that helmet. Yeah, take that one. Um, so, you know, made sure it kind of divided the teams up. Um, so the, the teams actually started in the dressing rooms that were um, opposite to where the announcers booths are. And they're almost perfectly square to the... So it was like no one could cheat. Like, everyone was like... It was like everything was pretty much symmetrical. And then beforehand, before the teams got to go in, we walked around with the officers, and we, we had these, these glow stick these big massive glow sticks basically and we showed the officers where they were through the i think we had six on the actual um arena floor yeah um some around the boards some up in the stands and then two or or i think three underneath where they couldn't see Mm -hmm. so i made sure the officers knew where they were so it's up to you to remember where how to get here um i was gonna even map at first no you don't get to usually get a map on a fire so yeah just (laughs) here you go so Send them up. Send the, actually, I, I let the officers go and have a quick chat with the crews. Yeah, or five minute chat. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody got, they had little plans. Um, one of the rules was each crew you had to have a minimum of two uh, uh, search team of two. Um, so most of them did threes. Yeah, there was sure a couple one offs. Yeah, there was a couple. Mm-hmm. Was it just because the numbers? Or? Just because the numbers. Yeah, we were one one yeah. number short. So they had to have a minimum of two guys, and everybody had to be uh, chained together somehow. So they all use their rescue straps. So, so all the guys were chained together. So uh, I want to say there was like four teams each, three or four teams, three yeah. teams. We had three. Three. You had three. Yeah, three. And they must, so they must have had similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and then right. afterwards, we sent them up in the towers, and the and the officers got the radios. So we, uh, they were on, one team was on tack one, one team was on tack two, and. Uh, I said, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> so the search teams were blacked out. Um, they kind of came out standing at first. I said, no, 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 it's too hot in there. So they all had to drop down their knees, which was probably, I think I wrecked everybody's knees. <laughs> yeah, as you can see mine still. <laughs> so uh, everybody kind of dropped down. And it was very interesting to hear. because So we were we could listen to the radios. Um, so it was interesting to hear the radio channel chatter and also see the different command methods and whose plans, who had different plans and... Kind of, uh, it was just it was just very interesting, um, and then some teams had weird names like, was it like, Long Tall Sally and Ramrod? Mustang Sally and Ramrod, <laughs> some other one. Because some of them were like, what? The? Whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just funny. I mean, it was more like, like that part was kind of humorous, like, right? It was we didn't have to be like search team one, search team two, like and all that stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was just you know it was kind of like, it was kind of entertaining. Um, yeah. So yeah, they everybody had a different pat, uh, method. So like, I think both of you guys decided the first team out would go the farthest distance. Yeah. Nobody was on air, but they were all blacked out. So yeah. everybody was blacked out. They had they had their mask on. Mask on. Mask on. on. Yeah. But they were just on like. Ambient air. Were you using uh, like a hood or a cover or wax paper? They or? used their balaclavas backwards. Yeah. And then some guys have we have those new uh, mask shields we bought. Oh uh, right. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of guys have, were wearing those. Yeah. Um, and then I also flicked the lights off in the arena. So it's pretty dark. Because uh, the other reason I needed to flick the lights off is so the officers could see where the um, yeah, pool noodles were. Because mm-hmm. uh, the only way they glow is if it's dark. So mm-hmm. um, flick those off. Yeah, it was good because I could hear them guiding their crew in. Like, yeah, uh, such and such team. But it was funny because 
you know, this crew, or this team only had tack one to talk on. This crew yeah. only had tack two. So, I I don't know. I wasn't up there with you guys, but it sounded like I mean, there was a lot of like, ah, I want to go. Nope. Okay, you got to go. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, that was definitely the biggest challenge was not talking over top of your own crew, right? right? So like we had means of um, our sort of working idea was we would have. <laughs> Um, a couple of a couple of old timbits. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, we had one radio with volume up, and the rest of ours were low, uh, so we weren't getting a whole a whole bunch of feedback. And then when you weren't talking on it, you would cover you know yours on your chest, uh, and we we would always say it came up, came up, so everybody would know who was about to chat, um, just so you're not getting that feedback because they were in a room. <clears throat> Like we were in a room, not much different than what we are here. So you can imagine three yeah. three officers trying to give commands over the same channel right here, just be squawking, right? So um, that was just, done for a reason. I didn't like mm -hmm. this is, uh, at first they were you guys were kind of coming out along the uh, like they were coming coming out of the room like no no you guys are gonna be in the room together like well we can't hear each other I'm like mm, not figure my problem mm -hmm. figure it out. <laughs> so <laughs> Speedy took the crew that went underneath where he couldn't see him. So we said. You take you and your radio to the edge of the door. Like, just get out of here. You don't, yeah. you, like, you don't need to see what our guys are doing. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's, I'll just disappear over to this side of the room. Um, so he kept himself over there. Uh, and, like, we were smart. We got a, a couple hockey players. So I think the other guys had that, too. And so the guys that knew the yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, leading. So the those guys were the ones that went underneath. Un underneath. Right. Because then it's like, go to the referee room. Go to the last change room. On the, on the other side of the hallway, right? So all of those instructions, they know that place. So in their mind, they can close their eyes and just go. Yeah. yeah. So it was, I was like, well, how Because I was actually watching. I'm like, these guys cheating? Like, what is going <laughs> on? Like, they they're, see? They're no, they just, they just know. Like, ripping right across the arena. Like, mm -hmm. hands and knees, ripping across the arena. I'm like, what? I'm like, ah. And then later, I'm like, ah, right. They, they, those guys are the main hockey player guys. Or, like, you know, they're refs for, uh, like, kids yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Once you orientate yourself and you get to that open man door... They know there's going to be yeah. the hallway, and then they can get in, in there, there and, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, Which is a super important skill to have. Mm. You know, we talk a lot about when you are picturing the size of a house and your size up when you're walking before you enter. Like, you know, I'm picturing okay, this house is whatever. Let's say it's a 800 square foot house or 1400 mm -hmm. square foot house. You know, you know your front door, and by looking at the windows, you can kind of assume well, this looks like bedroom, bedroom. You know, yeah. and we know the average size of the rooms, so. You can paint that picture for as you're cruising through blindfold, mm -hmm. yeah. and that helps a lot to build down that skill. Or when we get guys, especially like in volunteer department, because we got a lot of guys that are working, like some guys work at big industries and some guys mm -hmm. work in like other places, and we try to get that guy to come with us when we're going right. to do a search, or yeah. when we're even if we're doing an alarm response, we're like, right. "Hey, so and so, drive out here." Mm -hmm. with the next apparatus make sure he's on the next apparatus because he's coming out with us so he knows mm -hmm. where everything is so, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah there's so much of that like scott says the industry's huge like we've had a couple of recent calls where it's at their place of business we had one north of town one south of town and luckily there were some members that managed to get on scene and they were super super valuable mm -hmm. um but then it's the flip side like you know, you can talk to any firefighter. Ah, oh, yeah, we put a fire out there. Ah, oh, yeah, we had this call <laughs> over here. Well, the other side of that is to somebody that works construction. Oh, I did a deck on the back of this house. Yep. Oh, I did a reno here, right? And we were driving somewhere with Warren not too long ago, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I just did this job over here. I'm like, ha! Ah. Like, this is what you guys do, too. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I guess I am 
about it that too. So yeah. they've been in half of the homes around the town. So mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that that melting pot of of skill sets and knowledge in a um, on call department is is huge. Yeah. So yeah, that was, it was it was such a fun fun practice and even just in our room, we all kind of had a different style I, I would say um i'm sure you guys were i mean potentially similar but uh the way that like i was talking to my guys versus you know speedy and jay i think we we all had a different idea in our minds and um i mean sadly our ideas weren't as good because we lost <laughs> <laughs> but uh watching that, what was happening watch <laughs> we won the day spoiler alert lost but we round. lost the first round um but uh, it was it was fun. It was it was cool to see. It was it was the biggest challenge though was not talking over somebody and not uh, you know having to let my guy wait and wait and wait because there's other instructions coming and they're ten feet from where they need to be yeah. and they just had to sit there and like ah yeah because a couple times I walked by a couple I think it was your team and yeah. Like, like why are you guys just sitting here? They're like we were told to, we were told to wait by command. I'm like okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like because there's two other spots to be, but they could have ran out and grabbed that one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, go and uh, secure that point. But it worked out really well. The guys, everybody that I talked to afterwards was like, that was so much fun. I'm in a lot of pain. But that was so <laughs> much fun. So much. Yeah. There's it's all you know poured poured cement and everything's hard. Yeah. And, and then you're banging me on the boards. And yeah. Then. There's oh, a lot of impact. One thing I forgot to mention, one of the rules we added was um, if two teams from different, like, two different teams meet, one from each team has to go down, and then they have to get drug out to the nearest exit, so, like, writ. But as soon as we said that, it was it was awesome. It was like, you'd hear them, like, they'd be crawling together, and they're like, <laughs> what color are you? They're like, I'm red! I'm green! Stay away from us! <laughs> they'd stop and they'd just clear like it was like they all had COVID. <laughs> they were like, great. They were like just backing up because they because they know if they touch each other they'd be, I guess they met in the hallway mm-hmm. and they, they were like, okay, you guys take the left side, we'll take the right side. Because <laughs> they didn't want to meet. Because they didn't want to be dragging each other's yeah. asses back to the next nearest exit. Because oh, the rule was that you drag them to the nearest exit and then you uh, have to start back at the dressing room. Oh, shit. And start searching again. Yeah. So none of them wanted to meet. We actually, uh, on the way home after that, after the whole practice was over, we had a discussion. We said we should have actually had um, one of the rules should have been we should have had a roving, um, a roving rip team, but they're also the roving kill team. So if they run into like a. Uh, another team they they knock Grab them down dead, drag yeah. them out. and then they mm-hmm. they don't get it no they they knock them down and then another team has to come drag them out. <laughs> yeah we were coming up with different rules and i mean it was a lot of those rules i came up with at work in the morning in my head and then like some of them we actually talked about mm-hmm. um, but some some of them i'm like oh, i gotta okay what if this happens there's a lot of that like what if again okay, okay someone's gonna do this okay we gotta make sure that's not part of the rules and, mm-hmm. yeah so that took about let's say half an hour yeah about that yeah, yeah. everybody's sweating yeah, it was um, a lot of work. And... We had fun. Um, <laughs> so then one of the things we had in our, pre-dis- our, our discussion was, um, is there other games we can play? Mm-hmm. So, again, at work, I'm thinking, okay, we're in an arena. Um, a little arena. A r- arena captures the flag would be actually fun inside the actual arena itself. So the next one we played, and the next one, it kind of turned into a more of a gong show, mostly because we allowed the guys to stand this time. 
because now everyone's knees are killing them. So they're like, well, can we stand for this one? I'm like, yeah, sure. So then it turned into like definitely it was just more of a, it was it was a lot different, but it was it had a different um, skill sets to it. I guess. Mm-hmm. So what it was is we had everybody inside the actual arena floor now, mm-hmm. and rather than having the officers up top, now I was like, okay, um, we're gonna put one officer at each end of the nets, another officer sitting in the penalty box. And then the command staff are inside the timekeeper's booth, which is enclosed. They can't talk to each other, so they have to use a radio to talk to the officers. Yeah. So then the officers on... So basically it was like... Um, what it was is we had flags on one end. So green flags were on one end, red flags on the other end. The team started opposite ends. Like behind the nets? They had the flag yeah. back yeah, there? Yes, so we had them spaced out behind the nets. So okay. the, the teams had to start at one end, get through to the other side, grab the flag. But between the two blue lines, I had to look at the lines the other day because I was like, I, I, people are like, you don't play hockey much, do you? Because I was like, is that red lines or blue lines? <laughs> so between the two blue lines, which is how much is that? How many feet is that? Come on, hockey guys. <laughs> like 50, 50 feet-ish? 50, yeah. yeah let's say 50 feet. Yeah. So between the, the two blue lines, that was like a 50 feet um, dead zone. So in there, the teams were allowed to have capture teams. So basically, if, if a team was coming through, the other guys could grab them and they went down. Nice. So yeah. now they had to have a RIT team stationed at, at their end of the, um, um, they had to stay at their net. Mm-hmm. And once the captain saw one of the teams get captured and go down, they had to send the RIT team out to go retrieve them. And then they had to drag them back across the blue line on their end. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that got into a little bit more. Because then, then it was crazy communication because now it's not, now it's more yelling. Because the guy at the nets were yelling at their, their crew. Oh yeah, that was so hectic. <laughs> the guys at the... Penalty box. So what most of the teams did is as they, uh, so on this, on the near side, the guys at the nets would yell at their crew. And then once they hit the dead zone, the guy sitting at the penalty box would take over mm-hmm. and would be yelling at the crew as they carry on. And this is still fully blacked out. Still fully blacked out, but yeah. now they're standing. Yeah, so <laughs> we like, as officers obviously yeah. can see yeah, because um, we're given the commands. But everybody else, yeah. So they're standing, they're blacked out, and they're tethered. And so they're, potentially, and they're, there's like a five-foot clothesline. And they're, and, they're, and they're competing. <laughs> so they're running, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. No one really got hurt. A couple yeah, people yeah. fell. Yeah, uh, a couple, yeah, a couple collisions, box. and they wrestled on the ground for a bit, and we broke them up. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> um, that was yeah. That was definitely more chaotic. Uh, definitely a different skill set. It was more a different method of communication, and definitely more um, writ involved. Like guys were dragging each other yeah. Yeah. out, and um, yeah, definitely not our more uh, common use of communication skills. No, well, you know, actually, even on the fire the other night, we were um, Brian was at the door with me, and he was yelling into me. So he wasn't radioing me because he could see me. He's like, hey, ah, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's that's the key thing is it's still that, that communication because you need to be shouting back and forth when you can't see anything. Like we talk about, you know, getting out of that whole mindset where everybody used to train back in the day was, you know, the whole nuts to butts and piled up on each other on the hose. Well, no, no, no. If yeah. we can, if I can be within shouting distance or, you know, we got the hose, you can be back and then you can bump up. So yeah. we can communicate that way. Mm-hmm. So it's we, still super important. Even going back to our first round of searches, in our side up in the booth there, which I had Warren and Bob, mm-hmm. um, you realize just how much you have to keep it short and sweet because Absolutely. now you start to go too long and explain, okay, yeah, this is what weird. I want you to do. Yeah. Once you go here, once you go to there, well... The other team is moving. They're about to move past, and you're like, come on, come on, I want to <laughs> communicate. And, uh, you know, the other guy's still communicating. I'm like, oh, can't, don't want to talk yeah. over them. 
But uh, yeah, it really brings up the point of making quick communication. Concise comms. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of dragging it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. You know, one thing I was thinking, I wanted to just... The arena, kind of the arena capture flag got got a little. Uh, it kind of got in put in later. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking if we tied, if we actually had the proper size hockey nets because they were lacrosse nets at the time, mm-hmm. um, proper size hockey nets. I was thinking we could tie the actual tie some hoses to them, so the guys would actually be tethered to a hose, so they have to bring the hose out to the other end of the arena <laughs> and then bring it back. Mm-hmm. That'd make for an interesting time. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty I don't know, sure. So there, many ways. I'm pretty sure there's some other types of yeah. skills and. Yeah. Competitions. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at capture the flag out of like elementary school to figure out actually because I hadn't played capture the flag in a while, like other than through paintball, but that's a little yeah. different. You get, it's pretty easy. You get shot, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one, I'm like, how do they capture and what happens? So that was definitely more chaotic. Mm-hmm. But then what happened was red team won the first round, green team won the second round. So now a couple of guys are like, well, we need a tiebreaker. I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, and then right away, I'm like, here's a tiebreaker. Because I'm not part of the deal, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, officers, <laughs> I'm like all the firefighters go sit in the players' benches. So they all sat in the players' benches. I'm like, officers only out here. So now it was like command staff are sitting in the penalty boxes because so, we have four officers. I'm like, search team of two, search team of two, and we put the we put a flag on each end, and just whoever gets the flag back first wins. <laughs> so then these guys were, yeah, they were. Ripping along, <laughs> Ash's knees all buggered up now. <laughs> oh yeah, I was bleeding, man. It was so bad. So I've got like my my right knee has been shitty since I was in my twenties, and uh, so I got what felt like maybe about half halfway, and it just like yeah, you're almost, like you're almost halfway, like man. that cramped up, and I'm like, oh god. Yeah, Ash collapses. I'm like, well, that's not very good. <laughs> he might be dying out there. Oh yeah, like it was. I had to stretch out. I'm like, hold, 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 hold. Just hang on. So I gave it a bit of a stretch. So from that point, now all of my weight was on my left knee, and I mean, this is, I'm, I'm not young, so it's not good. <laughs> it's just yeah. not bad. So and like, I was also dying. Like it was a lot of work. We blew our load getting to half. half. We were just go 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 go, and then it went sideways. And the craziest part was, so now we were just talking about communication. So now it was a lesson in over-communication. Yeah. Because we didn't tell the other guys on the bench to be quiet. So they're all So everyone's yelling, and, and a couple of guys were just yelling to be dicks. Yeah. Left! Go left! Like, one guy's just yelling left, like, at everybody. And so it was this chaos, and it was like, I'm like, eh, this is a perfect learning opportunity for over too much communication. Because mm-hmm. there's too many people giving uh, advice now, and every, and they're just like, I don't know. So then they have to, because they the command was still on radio, so you, I could see you guys kind of listening to your radio. Yeah, I was like, trying to tune out not what's listening. happening. Because yeah. it was echoey, everyone's yelling, like 20, 30 guys are yelling. <laughs> I was just tethered to Warren, and I just, wherever he went, I went. <laughs> forget that, forget Drug. that. Yeah. And then I think we ran into you. Oh, guys. yeah, so I'm Oh, yeah, so well, yeah look at this. I took your helmet brim <laughs> off my face. <laughs> so the arena is like, you know, 50 feet wide. 150 feet long, whatever it is. How do you find these? And guys? we're watching them, and I'm like, and Grant and I are watching them getting closer and closer, and then they, and literally, you guys weren't gonna cr- crash. Then you start adjusting, you start going towards each other, and I'm like, <laughs> and Grant and I are like, should we stop them? I'm like, <laughs> well, they're wearing helmets. <laughs> they got their heads down. Let's let them crash a little bit. <laughs> 
It's like actually gets a helmet across the nose. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I always keep it my head down. Oh yeah, no, it was down right. It just right then underneath all, mine. Then they're all tangled up. So now I just, we're trying to separate them. <laughs> yeah, I just figured since I've crashed into you, I'm just gonna hang they're on. Like, yeah, I'm like, I feel like, like I'm being bald. <laughs> What's happening? And then I lose my guy because like we're tethered. But now like I'm getting mauled over here. I'm like, oh no. What are they going to do to us now that we've lost our tether? So I was like, stop! I don't have your tether! Uh, oh, oh, I can feel it. Is this my guy? He's like, yeah, it's me. I'm like, okay, good. Let's go. Everything hurts now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so anyways, awesome. in the end, mm-hmm. what, green team? Green team. Yeah, you green guys pictures. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And there were no spoils. Yeah. I had suggested the losing team's captains by the winning team beer right but no one went for that so oh, i'm not wow. buying beer every time no <laughs> i'm just saying oh. i mean i would have done that but, <laughs> but i won so. uh, awesome no it's good to get those competition based things out there because everybody seems to put in a little more hustle for sure yeah yeah a couple of guys i heard when because uh, i was inside doing my thing and I, I heard when you guys were talking about what we were actually doing a couple of guys actually smiled and thought yeah Right on. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing that that's doing is, is building that cohesiveness, that teamwork, Absolutely. right? You yeah. know, it's it's huge. And when it's fun and constructive, you know, and then there's also some shenanigans involved, it everybody relaxes. That's right. It's totally team building. Yeah. And I think yeah. throwing, like, as soon as, well, we have to have a bit of a tiebreaker, I'm like, well, we should get ready because we're going to get thrown in. Like immediately I felt like that's the way it was going and having whatever 20 plus guys watching you look like an idiot and smash, smash into each other out there. It brings everybody on that same playing field, right? Like they're out here doing it with us. And well, part of it, part of the reason why I did that, because as soon as I heard we need a tiebreaker, I'm like, okay, the previous week we did a, what did we do? We did the drills. That's right. Yeah. And as soon as we were back in the hall, one of the guys was like, okay, let's see if the captains do it now and see if they can beat our time. And we're like, well, it's like 10.30. We're not doing it. Like, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to go back. <laughs> and, like, we were just sitting, like, we were just sitting at the station for the last hour mm-hmm. doing, like, like, trust me, that's not the most exciting. I'd rather be on the truck driving around with the guys. Yeah, it's way funner. <laughs> but we have to run it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, like, to get buy-in, we need the captains to run it. Yep. Of course, I'm not in there. So I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. I did say, everyone's like, ah, oh, my knees hurt. I'm like, my throat is very sore from yelling at you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> yeah, Carl got, got back home and he took a photo of his knees. I was like, oh, yeah, I know. My, mine's bleeding pretty bad, too. Da, da, da. It's got, oh, I mean, my throat hurts a little bit. <laughs> Add a little extra honey in my tea. Right? <laughs> <Exactly>. man. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun. I love those kind of one-off practices that, you know, from the outside look, you know, looking in, it's like, ah, oh, what a shit show, right? Yeah. But the cohesiveness, that team building... Um, and skill sets, you know, being able to tune out all of that noise, being able to work through, um, you know, that shitty comms, and then having people learn to to not wait for commands, because we want our people to be able to think, but also it slows them down, right? right. So being, being able to, to slow it down, take, take a breather, like listen, learn, wait, um, yeah, I think overall it was it was awesome. Another good one would be in that same setting in mm-hmm. the arena, 
is do a foosball style. You know, you have your front team, your goalie, mm-hmm. right. try and command them that way. Huh? Soccer ball and see how that. I was going to say do it with ice. <laughs> yeah. With a flaming Zamboni. With a flaming Zamboni. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, you guys all see that video? <laughs> Which one's that one? Oh, the, the, the Fire Chronicles. Chronicles. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move this guy all the way over to the other side next to this exit. <laughs> sure wish we could use that. The Zamboni's coming. Oh, I'm out of the way. That's <laughs> great. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, kind of the the other where this, not only did it come from that practice we did like two months ago, it also came mm-hmm. from that game we have. We have that Flashpoint, oh, uh, flashpoint firefighter yeah. game that we've played before as a um, communication game. Yeah. So this is essentially, this is like Flashpoint only with like real people. Real life. <laughs> because in the game, you can see where the fire, and when we played at the night with the officers, yeah. the officers could see where the fire was. No, the, the officers could see where the victims were. The firefighters could see where the fire was. Yeah. So they had to t- articulate to the officers where the fire was, and the officers had to articulate where the, where the victims were. Mm-hmm. So same idea, but yeah. only on a grander scale. Yeah. Hmm. So that was that. That was that. Um, yeah. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like I said. It, it's it's the fun team building us like that. You know, and there's multiple little skills that people are working on. I don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, mm-hmm. the thing is, goes back to the remember when we did the swimming pool in September. Yep. So September, you know, I, we we talked about this. We did this, we did this. We had the swimming pool, um, and at first glance, you're like, well, what are we doing here? You know, yeah, we're going to swim with our turnout gear on, see if we drowned. We didn't, which is interesting. Yeah. Like that right away was, uh, that was a good learning learning experience. Um, so that was a good um, good experience just to know that you're not going to drown with your turnout gear on. We took some old SCBA and went underwater with them mm-hmm. to see if they could work underwater, and they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, like like you said, if someone was walking by and was like, "What are those idiots up to?" Yeah, like, like we're all just we're all in our clothes swimming around in the water. But the team building was great. Yeah. Um, confidence was great because it, it was water confidence, guys. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. a couple guys didn't swim very well. Yeah. And uh, they were getting some water confidence. It was like actually pretty heartwarming to see that yeah. happen. So yeah. one of they, like one of our guys, he was next to deathly afraid of yeah. water. And by that. and yeah. by the end of the night, uh, one of our other members, um, Go on Matt, Go he actually went and yeah, it was PFD there. on, not in the deep end, just like you're off and swimming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be able to be, yeah. you know, three times your height over top of, you know, the bottom of the pool, yeah. and and we're in the dark handling it, <laughs> and there's people yeah. at, at this point of the evening now, like all of the 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 teachable moments are gone. And it was like we're looking over, and there's people in full turnout gear, SCBA, <laughs> doing to like a, a belly up. flop off of the diving board. Yeah. And then the next person's like, because the one val- the one really valuable thing that we learned is with SCBA, you actually can't drown. Yeah, you, it's physically you impossible yeah. to go down. We were, yeah, I was there with a the scuba gear trying to pull people under. down. I don't know who I was with, but I'm like. Pushing on their shoulders, trying to get them under well, the like, water. Yeah, because I actually end up getting I pulled somebody right down, and then I stood on them <laughs> to mm. pin them under the water because <laughs> they wanted to get down as low as I could. Yeah, you had your gear with your like weights. Yeah, on, yeah, right? I had full scuba gear with yeah. extra weights on, and I'm like, they weren't going under. No. <laughs> so that's. I mean, I would never imagine that. Yeah. Um, and then also going back to learning that if you're in turnout gear and you don't spaz, 
it holds like all that pocket of air on flat water. Like on, on a river, water. I wouldn't want to be in turn. <laughs> I would never want to try that. But yeah. you know, if if you were to fall into somebody's pool, like we kind of talk, we are interface firefighters. We will be in people's backyards. If you happen to trip and fall, it's not where you want to be. But in the event of, if you don't freak out, just swim on your back. Just swim on your back. Over or whatever. And stuff. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, their pool is full too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. So those weird, yeah, they're kind of weird practices mm-hmm. when you first, you know, I, I explained it to the, you know, I'll, you know, talk to the officer about what we're doing. They're like, what? Like some of those, they, like when they want to get the look of like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. But like I said, when you break it down, yeah. you've got skills all those other little skills. So Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that's what we did for practice, <laughs> which is pretty pretty fun. That's um, awesome. Yeah, our guys, uh, we had a class this weekend. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I can talk about that real quick, I guess. Yeah, let me get up. Um, yeah, so in the past, we talked about uh, uh, group training resurrected. Um, so they came in again this weekend and did a class of 12 for us. Um, they did a what's called first in all alone. Again, so we did that. I was part of that. I guess it was. Was a lot. No, it wasn't last year. It's kind of like the limited manpower thing we did. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about like uh, yeah, it's like limited, last fall. Li- limited mountain manpower events. You know, so they talk about all the basic stuff uh, of um, kind of what to do when you're only two, three guys in the truck, right? Um, so talking throwing ladders by yourself. You know, just how to prioritize and execute, right? Kind mm-hmm. of. Um, do these, uh, these, the simple rescues, um, yeah, what equipment selection, single firefighter, uh, forcible entry, things like that. T- they touched on a whole bunch of other little events like, uh, pump ops, rescue ops, um, hose line, depo- uh, hose line deployment and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, so we, we pumped through another 12 of them this weekend. They just That's finished up. Sound like the crew had a blast. Uh, we had a fire call today, so... I saw some of the guys at noon, and they said they're they're having a riot. So, mm-hmm. really good course, and again, it's very structured for what we talk a lot about. Is is um, you know, our, our by the time we get sent to discuss the Timbits again, <laughs> by the time we get sent <laughs> sent to a call, um, you know, because our shoot times aren't as fast as a department that's at the at the hall, right? So, um, our fire clock's going to be burning pretty hot mm-hmm. when we get there so little things that we can do you know reset it by getting that early water application things like that and then prioritize like if we may need to be looking at a, a, a rescue immediately from a window so throwing mm-hmm. those ladders getting all that stuff going but yeah there was a yeah they they did great when i was with them the last time i'm sure the guys had just as much fun this time as well so it was um james johnson and evan clark it's uh, they're the ones that run the company training resurrected mm-hmm so, yeah, I follow them on all the medias there, and yeah, it looks looks like they put on some pretty some pretty good courses. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like there's no big cert. There's like a um, yeah. a participation, like hey, you went through X amount of hours doing this, whatever. Exactly. Kind yeah. of deal. So that can go in your records, but um, this is just all hands-on knowledge, just getting that hands-on, right? Practical knowledge. Yeah, it's um, you know they've got a lot of years of experience mm-hmm. themselves as well, and just getting it out there to people and. Uh, they're very knowledgeable instructors, and it's yeah, yeah. It's big big value. There's like a lot of big value in that. Um, you know, you you go back to like you're going through your uh, ten one stuff now, and mm-hmm. um, how exciting that is. 
this is something you know that's outside of that built built off like it's it takes all those those um you know building blocks that you you can yeah. learn through the 1001 program but then puts like a real life spin on it um because yeah. you're not reading, like, like you're not learning what a three-person crew is going to do mm. going through the 1001 program like that's that's not like this is some, some well, and like world. you know, like they even even say on their um, advertisements and stuff, it's it's the kind of the blue collar approach of how mm-hmm. to get things done with limited manpower. Yeah. It's like okay, we know the angles, you know, for perfection of a ladder when we throw right. a ladder. Yeah. But guess what? That mm-hmm. ladder is so heavily overrated. If yeah. it's slightly off, is it still safe to climb? Hundred percent. Yeah, we're gonna go up there and get get somebody rescued. Hundred percent. Yeah. If it's just if it's not at that perfect degree, or, or am I gonna fuck around and, and readjust it? No. Let's get mm-hmm. the job done. So sure. yeah, it's very practical that way. Yeah. Whenever I look at those fire manuals, there's always some guy in like very clean gear. It's like his everything's perfect. His helmet's like his hair is perfect. Oh my god. Like right away, you've lost me. Yeah. You've lost my fucking interest. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, it's like everything. There has to be a foundation to everything, right? Yeah. To start, but yeah. then you need that real world practicality right mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's what these guys really pump and it's it's great absolutely yeah. beauty yeah uh what else we got on to we had a pretty uh a pretty fun night pretty Just eventful day yesterday last night there, yeah. mvi earlier which yep. was like any other mvi is interesting mm-hmm. um dealt with that and then a couple hours later we got a structure fire call come in so um yeah it came in i mean it came in as a what is a mobile home Yep. And for anyone that's ever dealt with mobile home fire, you're, it's usually um, usually fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, usually fairly um, fast. Those things go yep. up. So mm-hmm. usually when we get the call, it's already we're already running behind the clock, like Todd was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, we were driving out, and the duty officer gets on not on scene, but but yeah, close to being on scene. And um, can't really find where the fire is, so right away we're like, oh, maybe it's not fully involved yet. Maybe it's not pushing. Because mm-hmm. the address came in super sketchy. Yeah, it was a weird address. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like verbally trying to put us somewhere else. Oh, it's just behind this. Yeah. But it's like behind this, across a river. Yeah. Yes, it was. Turn, turn, turn the rock line, in a tree line. Yeah. yeah. So when he actually found it, he's like, oh yeah. He goes, yeah. Heavy smoke pushing from the roof. So we're like, okay, mm-hmm. and I, I was in the first truck, and actually in the back seat. Um, it was actually funny because uh, Brian and I. So Brian's uh, deputy chief, and Brian's uh, for a deputy chief, he's 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 not very a pencil, happy to be in the back. Yeah, seat. he ain't a put, pencil pusher. <laughs> 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 he's like, I'm sitting in the back seat. <laughs> okay, so rescue call earlier the day, MVI earlier the day, because him and I live very close together. Um, so I get in, change. I'm like. I'm going to take a front seat for this one. He's like, sure. We always kind of have the discussion. I'm like, I'll take front seat. Jump in the front seat. He goes in the back. This one, structure fire. I'm like, oh, you had front seat. I had front seat last time. I'll take the back seat. He's like, ah. <laughs> so I'm riding in the back seat with uh, two of the other guys. We're riding out there. And yeah, it was going back and forth because we were discussing like, okay, if it's a if it's a mobile home on fire, it's going to be two lines. It's going to be an attack. Like it's going to be, it's probably going to start as either uh Surrounded round, or it's going to be a transitional attack. Yeah, because we all know when you when you hear mobile home fire, you know it. Yeah, it's, it's lightweight construction, like it's yeah. just going to be rocking. Yeah. yeah. So as we start getting closer, and we start hearing that it's they can't find it, so we knew it wasn't going to be. Um, we knew it wasn't going to be fully involved yet. And then when they said it's pushing from the uh, roof, it's like oh, 
now we're going to make an, an interior push. So right away we kind of transitioned. Um, we changed our plan in the back seat. Had one guy grab a nozzle. Um, I grabbed some tools because we knew it was in the ceiling, so we're going to start ripping the ceiling right away. And uh, and then piercing nozzle always comes up as an option. So that came out too. Um, get there. It was a little bit different than what we thought it was going to be for structure-wise. It was... Uh, definitely not a really an actually a, a living home it was you know let's just say the rcmp were interested in it later <laughs> that's all we'll leave it as <laughs> so it wasn't um yeah i mean we get there we still treat it like you know and like the yeah. guys i told the guys later like hey if that was a if that was grandma's house we would that was a really good save like it was really good what we did yeah because we came in um like i said pretty heavy smoke uh went through the front well, side door, I guess. There's no front door in a mobile home. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we went through the side door, um, come up the stairs, side door. Um, no real smoke in the living quarter area. And then right away, started ripping some ceiling. Ripped some ceiling. Pretty heavy smoke poured out of the ceiling. And then uh, pulled another section down and fires rolling out on top of us. And hit it. And then it was just basically after that, we, we were kind of chasing it through the, through the ceiling because... Mm -hmm. Because it, it was like an older style mobile home, so it didn't. It's, it was all just tin roof. Was it one of the peak roofs or just no, the high just, roll, like uh, the high kind of? It's more like a straight well, flat, flat top. Yeah, it was neck, really neck old. flat. Yeah, no. it was really old. And like just tin. It might, so. it might have been peaked at one point in time. Yeah, <laughs> not now. Yeah. So because it was tin, it didn't push the ceiling. It didn't push the roof at all. So it was just it was just kind of sitting there burning through the two by fours. And I think there's like there. a skylight in one spot because mm -hmm. it was starting to have some um, flame showing, but. Oh but it's, uh, yeah, very, very, like, it, it was trapped inside of the structure. Yeah. Yeah. It so was we, only, like, what, eight or ten inches yeah, of space a, yeah. between the ceiling? Yeah, and a couple times, yeah. I actually, when I went through with the roof hook, I was like, donk, <laughs> I, hit, I hit the actual roof. I'm like, oh, I'm a little far on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we ripped, you know, ripped a bunch of ceiling down pretty quick. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty quick overall attack. But I think the takeaways, like I said, if that was... Uh, that was like grandma's mobile home inside the mobile home yeah. park. We, that would have been a really good save. Also, the fact that we were, even though what it was, we were really, I was very impressed with our guys. Because yeah. um, I wasn't even out there. I was inside. But I come out, Rit's set up nice. Guys, uh, the Rit team's, and I'm like, hey, where's the Rit? Because I'm like, oh, the Rit tarp's there. I'm like, where's the Rit team? They're like, they're doing their second 360 of the night. I'm like, nice. sweet. Because mm -hmm. our Rit team is very mobile. So we've talked about before. Um, tenders are set up down the out just outside the fire area, so because mm -hmm. it was a fairly tight quarters to get in. Yep. So I think you guys filled up, took off right away. Yeah. So um, there was a couple of engines in there. There was uh, command and the duty officer. Uh, so it was a pretty tight scene, and there was so much other stuff around there. It was a it was a very cluttered scene. So uh, I think by by the end of the scene, we had two engines, command, duty two tenders, and our rescue truck there. Um, and it was good. Like, we basically used all of the manpower by the end of the night. Um, but it was quick. It was in, in and out. And I made this comment earlier, but being on one of the tenders, it sucks on a call like that. <laughs> but the good thing that came from it is hearing the comms, hearing how things were getting set up. Like, right away, um, you know, Warren... And Bob were giving us a really good scene size up. Like I could picture what was happening yeah. without being there. So already I could kind of was getting that that read of the fire. Uh, and then hey, I want to have um, sec uh, second new engine. We have to have a red team because we're going inside. And Gus and myself are driving out. They're like, 
fuck yeah, like, they're fucking pushing in there, like, we, we, we know we're not going to be doing nothing, so now we're, like, those cheerleaders, right, like, like, yeah, like, the boys are going in hard, like, they're, they're making the first push, but then also, I'm falling back on the safety side of it, okay, perfect, like, Ritz happening right away, and then between, um, a few people off of the second truck, and then off of, uh, Rob's truck, um, managed to get a, like, a backup team, because now that the initial team was on the inside and they had the piercing nozzle going and there was no actual hand line ready to rock. I mean, if anything kicked back the other way. So got another team mobilized and grabbed another inch and a half uh, Minuteman and made a, a secondary yeah. line uh, mm -hmm. available for us as well. So hearing the comms, seeing the writ, seeing how things were, were happening, it was just so... So... The flow was so good. Mm -hmm. um, and again, falling back on what those structures are, I was picturing, like, we're going to come around the corner and turn turn left off of the highway and just glow. see a massive glow. And be like, oh, well, we're going to be busy shuttling water because there's going to be dumping water on there. Yeah. We dumped one bladder full. That got sucked down. So we, we emptied the engine. We emptied a bladder. And this is from start to finish. And I didn't know we used that much. <laughs> yeah, so Dennis was a pump operator on the first engine, so I shouldn't say emptied the engine. It was running off of the engine, but the moment the bladder dropped, he he, topped, filled, up. he topped up the engine, and it was all off of us. So the engine stayed full the entire time. Sorry. Yeah. So from, and, we, and we dumped a lot of water out of the bladder at the end. It was still quite yeah. full, and even when we left, so we allowed him to fill up the engine, and then we topped up the bladder, so he was, when we left, we probably had, yeah, there was like two bars left in the tender. We're like, hey, right now we're at a bit of a lull. We're going to go. We're going to go hit a hydrant because there's a bit of a ways away. We knew we had the second tender out on the road staged, so we didn't take anything off of that. Um, just left that ready to go full in case something else kicks mm -hmm. off elsewhere. Um, but it was still there on scene ready to go in case it was needed. So, yeah, nice. it, was, it was really, really sweet. I don't know what you saw from your side, Rob. No, I think things went pretty good. I mean, we were a rescue truck. As soon as as soon as soon uh, Warren was on the radio, I think it was Warren on the radio, about, you know, heavy smoke, I said, okay, load up the rescue truck, and we started to make our way out just for manpower. Yeah. Um, we used it. Which got used yeah. with that mm -hmm. second line. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, cycling Well, there's so guys. much ceiling there, and there's so much ceiling to rip, it's like, hey, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like, guys, yeah. by the time we got out there, there's some guys bells starting to go off and so mm -hmm. swapping the fresh guys in and around and yeah that's one thing that i feel like a lot of people don't roll enough to a structure fire is the rescue truck mm -hmm. and you gotta think of when you're talking rent like we may need those tools yeah for sure yeah we need we the need tools uh tools. you know it's got extra lights on it yeah it's yeah. got the rehab tarps and tent, like yeah. mm -hmm. tents and all that kind of stuff is yeah. it pouring it was not pouring rain. it was raining pretty good last night yeah so if we were going to be there for a long time, those tents would have been handy. We could have mm -hmm. parked ourselves in well, there. Was, one of my thoughts on the way out was there wasn't a lot of communication about the occupants of the building. Mm -hmm. right. I knew there was a couple, but we did, I didn't. don't know if any, I heard if uh, ambulance was on its way. Or yeah, they eventually scene. came. Yeah. They eventually mm -hmm. came, but I was thinking in the back of my head, do we need any medical? Do we need to at least administer some oxygen or something like that? Right. Um, sure. Another good reason. Yeah, we roll in the rescue truck early. Uh, on some yeah. something like that is yeah def definitely get it loaded up and go. Gives you more air bottles, more packs. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know it wasn't safe. 
the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so I pop out at one point to talk to Brian to give him my update because I was in the inside and come out. So Brian's kind of hanging out on the stairs of the mobile home. So I pop out and as I'm talking to him, the stairs collapse on us. It's like, <laughs> we're like, ah! <laughs> it's like, it's like, so we, we probably dropped like a good two or three feet. We're all kind of, him and I are like laying kind of sideways. I'm like, Damn, well, these stairs were unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like wasn't fire compromised. It was just old dilapidated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, if that trailer was rocking, the rest of that trailer was unsafe because it was yeah. kind of spongy plywood on oh, the yeah. floor. <laughs> it was up on blocks. It wasn't even on a foundation. Yeah, it wasn't. So. No. <laughs> yeah, like ha- halfway through. quite the scene, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> halfway through. Uh, the search on the inside, Scott shutting off propane tanks on the inside yeah, of the there building. A, there was a propane heater in there. It was on. I was like, oh, there's a propane. Because I was like, I didn't see it at first because what, like, I mean, <laughs> we're inside a dwelling house. I'm not looking for a propane yeah, tank. No, I'm like, and I'm looking up at the ceiling because I knew that's where the fire was. And later on, I looked down, I'm like, oh, there's a propane tank there. I'm like, oh, but it's on. Let's <laughs> turn that off. <laughs> huck that outside. I think I only got hucked outside because by then we were out, like it was out. And yeah. Then, but I did huck it because when, when I was going down to pull some more ceiling down the other end, I walked by like an, again back to the uh, the Iraq hospital. There's an oxygen cylinder sitting there. I'm like, yeah. so I throw it out to the red team. I'm like, I probably don't want this in here. <laughs> Suck that out. He's like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's <was> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't, yeah, you definitely don't want uh, don't want that going up. Yeah, yeah we had that big propane fire too. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. big tank from the wind machine. Yeah. So was that actually? Yeah. So the, did the propane cylinder go? No. So it was uh, it was getting heated. Um, uh, by the engine block that was on fire, uh, the so the supply line, the hose from the tank, uh, the hu- the huge cylinder down to the engine. Maybe we should explain what we're talking about because uh, I don't think a lot of people know what these yeah. things are. Basically, so we helicopters have, on land. Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> we have in our area for a lot of our um, fruit trees or um, vineyards now for any frost pockets or areas where the low lying cold air will settle. Uh, we have these big wind machines, so it's a big tower with a big helicopter blade basically on a big prop. Um, and usually there's a engine, majority of them now, the engines are based on the, on the ground. Some of the older ones, they used to have the engines up top as well. Um, so sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> we have one of those on my farm still. Yeah. Right. I was, first time I was ever at a wind machine fire. Well, I think it was the only wind machine fire I was at. That's, there was the an engine, engine on top. Engine on top. And they're like, Scott, you go up. You're probably not scared of heights. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like fairly new. And they're like, and you're fairly new. <laughs> so I'm climbing yeah. up and, you know, like, it's like 40, what, 40 feet in the air, probably those things. Uh, yeah. So you start getting up there, and it's like Maybe a, it's a, a pretty more. narrow. Like it's so as you get up, it starts like when the wind's going. You're it's like you can feel the sway. You're like what the hell? And then you're like you get a hose. Like I think I had to hose like carabiner to my pack. So I could take it up with me. And of course, some jackass charges it like partway up. So I'm like what? <laughs> it's like you've got, Jesus yeah. Christ! So it's good times. <laughs> anyway, sorry about your fire. <laughs> so well, talking about death traps, but that so that style with the engine up top yeah. we have one on our farm and it's, it's a big platform it's actually designed for two engines up there mm. for, for the two props you repel from there but <laughs> the fuel tank is the cylinder is, is oh. what hold, holds everything up <laughs> so that actually stores the fuel in Jeez. that particular model I mean, we don't use it anymore yeah. but that's is that like diesel or what is it well, gasoline that was gasoline. a big old uh, yeah. 490 454 494 yeah, 494, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like so you're talking about rocket. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. So anyway, so these yeah, so these big wind machines, uh it's a big cylinder with a uh with the drive shaft and everything up top. 
leading to the prop and the motors down below. Um, and they used to have big fuel tanks attached to them, but now all these vineyards are going to propane. Yeah. So massive cylinder propane. I don't know how big it was, but big, scary when it's getting superheated. Yeah. Um, so we roll up, we see this glow. Uh, our commander's like, yeah, it's, you know, pressure relief valves purging. Like, Ooh, shit, okay. okay. And, you know, we're limited water supply too because in the middle of a vineyard. And, mm. um, but luckily, just the supply line from the tank down to the engine uh, was going. Um, it was feeding. So once it actually died down enough, then it started cooling and we were able to get some uh, some master streams on it and cooled it down enough to safely go up and advance up to it later and shut the valve off. Right. So, but yeah, it had huge potential. It was just uh, the whole tip of the tank was uh, or the end of the cylinder was, was was all blackened and burnt off and being heated. But pressure relief valve was doing its thing. Oh, is that a 110 size? a 1,000 pounder, isn't it? Uh, it was a, you know, it was it was a thousand not, not, not the tonners. It was, a, it was a huge one. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like that one that was on fire uh, that we had that one time when oh, yeah, just, the yeah. garage caught on fire. Yeah, but that mm -hmm. was, uh, but then the top blew off of it. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit of a woo. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember Ash and I were came late because I was hunting yeah. season. That's right. So we come, we roll in late, and all we can hear from like a like quarter of a mile away. <laughs> we're like, oh, that's yeah, not yeah, good. Happening. And yeah. So yeah. we, and then I remember. We came in because we had, we we brought the rescue truck. Just you and I, because we were the only yeah. we were the only two left in the hall. So we're like, I right. they like want everybody out there. So we come out there. I remember I was, I was packing up like a ways away, and all these um, people are kind of gathered around. They're like, like what are you doing? And we're like, we're going in there. They're like, why would you go in there? We're like, oh, we're firefighters. This is where we're going. <laughs> and like all of our guys are in there fighting this fire. So like, and they're oh, yeah. you know they're cool and they're you know cool the propane tank and all that stuff. Right? Yeah. And trying to put the fire out, yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, I remember was that. So that was like, why are you guys going in there? It's like, uh, like, I don't know. I'm like, I like look. What we do? We'll look at the do, door, yeah. the truck I'm driving. I'm like, like fire truck, right? <laughs> Self explanatory. Yeah, it's fire rescue, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that one, yeah. As we're we're sitting there waiting to gain access into the gates, and and our deputy chief was was up there and. Yeah, you could hear that pressure relief valve start going off. Then it would, it would let enough off and shut down and kick off again. And yeah. yeah, it was pretty textbook. It was pretty cool. Nice, really good. And I guess the weirdest call of the week, the week? or the year <laughs> so far. That was a weird call. The one, yeah. Yeah, so we got dispatched out to a um, came in as a swiftwater call vehicle in the river. Uh, and they gave us an address, which we've had a few calls there, because there's our actual river that runs through our town, feeds down towards Todd. Then there's also some oxbows, and like we've had some calls to these oxbows. So in my mind, I was in the duty truck at the time, as I'm responding, I'm visioning these oxbows. Because like, the oxbows were like kind of swampy. I mean, it was when yeah. they, so they straightened their river years ago and yeah. these oxbows were the leftover of the original river. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like just, it's almost, I almost say it's almost flat water. Those yeah, it's successfully like yeah. flat, flat water. Pretty close to flat water. Yeah. 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 It's a mosquito. They, they have very, very sure. little movement of that yeah. water. But the um, river itself is, rock, is moving. It's moving. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, you know, straightened out and, mm -hmm. But it's yeah, it's it can get rocking. I mean, right now at this time time of the season, we're not close to our peak runoff. But I mean, it's 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 still moving. So mm -hmm. if you got in there, it's a bad deal anyway. So yeah. so we're cruising out there. Um, I get to the area, and we start to get a little bit more info that yeah, there's the caller will be will be close by, um, 
has made contact with the vehicle. We know that there's a, a patient and an animal on board. We're like, oh shit, Kate, and partially submerged. So like all of the triggers to like, hey, we, we got to make sure that we're switched on. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely in moving water now. So um, there's a long, a long path that gets you off of uh, the road to where this uh, call was. And the further we went, the further we were away from our area. Like we, we were getting deeper, <laughs> deeper to the south. Um, so I actually missed out on the last call <laughs> or on the last po- podcast. And I finished listening to it that day when I hear, yeah, we're not quite ready to roll our, our rescue boat yet. <laughs> so there I am. Yeah, dispatch all over command. Uh, yeah. Uh, go go ahead, command. I'm like, uh, can we uh, request their uh, res- rescue boat? Yeah, stand by. And then a few moments later, yeah, wah, wah. <laughs> they, they <laughs> yeah. have it ready. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, Pretty much all of us said the same, too. Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Not quite there yet. Yeah. Which would have been great. So to paint the scene, this river feeds down to a large lake. Um, and this vehicle had driven off the end of the, the roadway. Road. And there's like a, a super makeshift boat launch. Uh, and is there they, a boat launch? Yeah, I mean, sort of. Like, not sort of. It's a little sketchy. It's like a deal. fishy boat yeah. launch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like, not it's a, like not, a, not like yeah, a, a, car, a car topper sort of boat launch. It's a wakeboard boat down there. No, 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 for sure. Like, there was a guy there with his uh, kayak. With his yeah. kayak. Like, that's the kind of, like, yeah. launch, right? It's very, very basic. Um, and then it opens up into the lake. So, as I'm getting closer, I'm like, well, I can see a vehicle parked on the side. Oh, shit. That's out there a ways. Right in the so, middle of the river. <laughs> right in the middle of the river, heading into the lake. Um, and I try to radio back and give a bit of a scene size off. I'm like, we have a car that is at the closest. You're about 50 feet offshore, which is as the, the river opens up, the mouth opens up, there was still probably 50, 60 feet from the side. But that was also a couple hundred feet from that launch point. So, which we learned a little bit later our depth perception is shitty. So you start looking and I'm trying to think of how many hose lengths is that to get up there? I don't know. What do we like a couple hundred feet, maybe 150 feet. Yeah, no, it was like 300 feet out. Oh really? Um, yeah, it was quite a long ways. Um, the tow truck company had a 200 foot spool and they couldn't get there. Hmm. So Hmm. yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, we used our, we used our line across bag, line across Hmm. bag, which is how long we reached. You reach it with one line across bag? As far as I know. Because that's 200 feet. I think our that's line across 200 feet? Is, I think I want to see our line across bag is a couple hundred feet. I thought somebody said it was three. Yeah, I thought it was a three. Well, we got two of them. I don't think it's three. No? Anyways, I, I only saw the one out. <laughs> anyway, it was 200 plus feet. That's the third distance away. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't next to the well, shore. Let's go to the river and reenact it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Sean, you not driving it. <laughs> so what had happened, the vehicle uh, got itself into the river um, nosed in, got into the current, got sucked around backwards. Which is what happens. Which is what, yeah. what happens. Um, and then got lucky that there was a little bit of a sandbar and it got hung up on that sandbar because like 15 feet behind it, it dove down yeah. and it would have been submerged. Five feet to the right, it would have been submerged. So it, it got stuck on the perfect spot mm. or else it would have been a much different call. Um, or maybe not a call at all because it would have been. Yeah. Because we don't know. How, we don't know how long it sat out there for. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 
So yeah, it was it was really neat. We got ourselves on scene. We got a bit of a game plan together. Uh, we had some trained swift swift water guys. Rob was actually one of them. Um, got a couple of swimmers out there right away. Made patient con contact. Got uh, some PFDs out for him. Um, and then yeah, you guys came up with a plan to get him back. Rob yeah. rescued the dog. Yeah, yeah, rescued yeah. the dog. Uh, yeah, Gus and I were in the back of the truck. I think we were the only ones on the truck with any water training. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we got our dry suits on, PFDs, because we talked in the truck on the way there. If this looks like it's going to be, you know, urgent, screw the dry suits, get yeah. the PFDs on, get in the water. Yeah. Um, look like you guys were in saying your tidy whiteies or what? What's that? In your tidy whiteies. Oh, no, I go in my work clothes, whatever. <laughs> I know, I'm just uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't wear underwear. I don't wear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we just learned something here. I'll, but, I'll sit on that side of the couch next time. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, so we were talking in the back of the truck, and that's what we would do. It looked like you guys were saying it was stuck on the sandbar, so we got our dry suits mm -hmm. on, uh, kind of came up with an idea how we were going to get out there. Gus was the first one out there, made contact with the patient, uh, patient super not very talkative again <laughs> super not, not very <laughs> yeah uh, you know Tactical. not really communicating what's going on uh, whether it was a medical anything or what was going on um, well the water's pretty cold and and yeah the water's yeah. cold so how long yeah. was he in there for as well so by the time I got out there uh, Gus had got him out with a life jacket on uh, I took the dog from him because he had it as well uh, you know tried to Tried to talk with the patient to just get a name out of the dog. The dog got, that. Dogs. <laughs> got the dog's name at least uh, out of the guy. Uh, and then, yeah, they tethered back to shore with the patient. So I tethered to the uh, shore on the on the side of the river to a couple of our guys and walked nice. the dog back up. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, Rover was happy. The yeah. old pooch. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's not a normal call that we get. Like, that's not the place that I would think we would get a river call. Mm -hmm. For a, yeah. river. a vehicle mm -hmm. in the water, I'm thinking at one of our like, two bridges. Yeah, or like highway bridge. Where yeah. The yeah. car would be like, <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. we've had them before. We've had a couple cars. Absolutely. Everywhere. Where, yeah. you know, it's going to be real sketchy going in the water, working around a vehicle and moving water. Very swift water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, you know, like, looking back to that area, I mean, that is an open access for people the public to drive right Absolutely. down to yeah. and tons of people go there just to sightsee bird watch mm -hmm. fish mm -hmm. um put their car in gear it could be yeah. it could be yeah. very yeah. accidental to, to get there so yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah maybe it's something to think a little bit more about yeah. as well for all of us yeah. absolutely yeah well, i was talking to one of the a guy i know he used to be a medic in manitoba somewhere i'm not sure where he said yeah there's this one road it was like a major road and it literally ended at a lake like, mm -hmm. and he goes, a number of people just driving along, right in the lake. He's like, it was ridiculous. But then I got to thinking, the guys up north here, if mm -hmm. you drive straight on this road without yeah. taking a left, you end up at a boat launch straight in the lake. The yeah, right <laughs> so the lake. So if, yeah. if you weren't kind of thinking, or if you were like a little bit out of it, mm. boom, <laughs> right in the lake. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a straight shot. It's a straight shot right yeah. into the lake. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think they've ever had anything there, but... Right. You were you were talking about if he was to go like five feet more, the water drops off. Even after that boat launch, five feet in, it actually drops down. Yep, and you can't yeah, touch it came, anything. It came back up. Yeah, so it, must it have, came back it up. It must have still enough flotation flotation before yeah. it started sinking. So yeah. when it was submerged, I mean, the water level of the river was at the top of the door, well, at the bottom of the window. Hmm. 
That's where it had stopped. Yeah, because mm. it was like chest height. Yeah. yeah. The dog, I believe, was on his lap kind of area, like up on top, sitting up with him. Um, the patient was sitting in the seat, and it was like chest chest height. Yeah. So, yeah. Strange. Yeah. Yeah, it was super strange. Really good work by the team, though, as well. There was a lot of, I mean, there was downstream containment. Uh, we had some people just watching upstream. Uh, I kind of tried to hit all those those key points. Key key points, yeah. even even though it wasn't like once we you know once we sort of realized that the scene was a lot safer than we were initially thinking in our minds. It wasn't flowing. As it wasn't as yeah. Think, it wasn't yeah. like rapid flow. Um, I mean, realistically, I I think like like Gus walked back ninety five percent of the way yeah. with them, and they had had to get ferried across that that one little small spot. They pulled him in the rest of the way, but. Um, it was just on the edge of the the more quicker flowing water, mm-hmm. so it was. We managed to slow it down, do everything like super safe, textbook, um, and it worked out really really well. By the time that we had the patient out of the vehicle and to the shore, EHS was on scene. Uh, they were backed up, caught ready, um, got him into the back of the ambulance, got him warmed up, started getting a, a little bit more responsive. Uh, yeah, because he was definitely not very responsive coming out of the no. water. Um, yeah, and they got some more info and and such out of uh, out, out of the guy. And um, I don't know how he's doing now, but when he left left the scene, he was uh, doing a lot better than when we first made the patient contact out of the car. So awesome. Yeah, haven't heard how the nice. dog is, but yeah. I'm sure very very happy as well. <laughs> The tail was wagging. We were like, should we like cram one of the RCMPs? Like, oh, you guys got somewhere to put the dog? I'm like, yeah, the back of your car. <laughs> this isn't for us. You have a dog. Is it like a Dalmatian? It's a Dalmatian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the dog went. Back of the cruiser. Nice. Like, that car's going to stink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Wash it out. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. interesting week, though. That was our week. Yeah. Yeah, things are picking up. Mm-hmm. Well, it comes in ways, but yeah, always steady. Yeah, we're uh, we were just talking about our recent call volume, and like we've been we've been rocking lately for for mm-hmm. what we're used to. Um, you kind of hope it comes in waves. <laughs> Maybe you got a bit of a, a lull, but I was saying it's, that's not even uh, involving the FR stuff that's going to start at some yeah. point, right? Mm-hmm. Which I mean, sounds like mm-hmm. Team Two's. Get gearing up pretty close to get the second team through there, and once that's through, we're gonna have a lot of members trained up. So nice, yeah. It's so much nicer when you're on it. When like even that call the other day, yeah. We're driving along, and I actually looking in the rear seat now and be like, oh, got a whole bunch of guys who know medical now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. it's just having that reassurance of like, yeah. Well, like mm-hmm. we were talking before, it's once we're doing fr, but even if it's not fr, but once we arrive on scene is those key questions that we need to yeah. ask yeah. as well once we're yeah. on scene yeah. just making sure we're hitting those points yeah. as well yeah yeah anything else there boys i don't yeah. think so yeah when we roll into some shout outs <laughs> oh i forgot to ask jay what he was doing with his snagger tool yet last night oh because he had it in his hand when i can't like so what happened was uh i was first in office so i was on Running the running the team inside. Mm-hmm. When my uh, when I ran low on air, I went outside, and then actually I switched with, with Jay, who, who was running the RIT team. So I took over RIT. He went inside, mm-hmm. and um, 
when I went back to talk to him later, he had a snagger tool in his hand. <laughs> so I don't know if he was using it to rip the ceiling down. I was going to say, yeah. And I was like, like a modus roof hook? I'm like, because, uh-huh. you know, you could reach up and... So I don't know if that's what he's doing. I'm going to ask him why he had the snagger tool in his hand. Interesting, yeah. I'd really yeah. like to hear that. Yeah. Anyways. Snagger. Modus. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, yeah. So Modus makes something called the snagger tool, <laughs> which mm. may or may not be used to rip down the ceiling. Snag the ceiling, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're pretty much main claim to fame right now is the snagger tool. Mm-hmm. Um, seen a whole lot of different um, fire pages. Um, pretty much everywhere you look, you're going to see someone with a snagger tool somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used it a few times. Really like it. Rob's the calendar boy for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got, yeah, we got snagger tool. They got their soft entry equipment. Um, the Lloyd tool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, shove knives. Mm-hmm. Hydra wrench. Hydra, the, yeah, the hydra wrench is pretty mm-hmm. badass. We've done some videos on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mini spanners. Um, mini spanners. J tool. Soft entry mm-hmm. kit. Basically, yeah. a full range of... Yeah, they're really expanding gear. their offering now, for sure. Pocket or- organizer for some of those. I really guys. like the pocket organizer. Yeah. Heck yeah. Every time I reach down my pocket and pull that thing... And I like the hand, the fact it has a handle on it, and it's yeah, not yeah. tied into my pocket, so I can just pull it out and look at it and be like, yeah, take that, put it back in my pocket. Yeah. No, I like it, too. It's, uh, you know, like, I don't have a lot of things in my pocket there, but it's it's so easy to pull out, mm. and then I've gotten my spot for my two wedges, because I always try and keep a couple of wedges in each pocket, each side of my body. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it's just it's very handy. It's, you're not digging through, flipping through, because I usually have a set of like other uh, kind of rope gloves in mm-hmm. my pocket as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, DTFF five will give you five percent discount. Yeah. Yeah. Modus. You, know, modus. <laughs> you can get it. You're shitting grave from them. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to get some of that glow in the dark shit. The identifier. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything out of the fire ground, especially, you know, at nighttime. If you drop something, yeah, it's the worst. Just wrap it in a pool little thing. With it, yeah, that's what I need, right? No. I should have bought some a few Ch- years back. Change tool with a fucking pool noodle hanging off the back of it. That's a when, the, uh, when the Chiefs conference was in Penticton a number of years back there, um, I went in there for the vendor's time and snoop around all the different ones mm-hmm. and they had some of the wrap that you could stick on your helmet and then the other stuff that you can wrap around your tools and things like that i was gonna right. buy some but I, I, and I just think i've forgotten ran out of time but it's pretty cool stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm. sweet stop the bleed Done. stop the bleed.org um go online uh, check it out and you'll be able to find if there's uh, any instructors near you um if not try and find um Try, try and find if there's uh, uh, either an instructor or if you want to be an instructor, any sort of um, uh, medical, I guess, responder like the EMRs or first responder or law enforcement, um, nurses, medics, of course. You can apply to become an instructor as well. You can get all their course content, go online um, and teach it through or have access through all the PowerPoints and stuff that they provide. Um, again, the biggest thing that we talk about with that is Make the scenarios fun. Make them realistic. Um, yeah, make it make it bloody. Make it wet. Mm. Uh, be informative too. Like, don't just you know pump the basic PowerPoint that they have. You can. It's designed for any Joe Blow to kind of read it and take it. But you really want to be knowledgeable on some of the myths. Put throw in some real life scenarios. Um, we throw in and Scott, you use a lot of uh, videos that we find online to make it uh, just to show that how realistic and how serious that massive hemorrhage can be um, and if not dealt with quickly how 
unrecoverable it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the biggest things: direct pressure, wound packing, tourniquets. Um, yeah. Um, we'll stay with uh, Tilago on rescue essentials. Yeah. So on that note, if you're looking for any cool um, training supplies or regular kit. Uh, to outfit your department or your personal bag or personal IFACs is uh, go on to rescuecentrals.com. They've got a whole variety of um, supplies on there and lots of good training aids. I bought um, a few of our training aids for, for wound packing and has Scott's packing his mouth with donuts right now. <laughs> um, yeah, they're true clot trainers. Um, it's pretty fantastic stuff, so it makes it pretty realistic as well. Um, there's a whole variety of different supplies that they have as well, but yeah, go on them, check them out. Um, I've used a few of their kits. They carry all the major brands. Can't mm-hmm. go wrong. For sure. Uh, Rob. Yeah. Black Rifle. Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, we all have tried Black Rifle Coffee. Um, Todd's wearing his hoodie. I've got a hoodie. Uh, We've yeah. all got some form of Black Rifle gear. Um, we're not officially a sponsor of theirs, but... Uh, <laughs> They're a sponsor of us. We kind of like to, we kinda like to shout them a sponsor out. Of yes. <laughs> we like their shit. We, we like, like their, their stuff, yeah. so yeah. why not give them some, some love there? Um, yeah, check them out. They've got their Five Alarm, five alarm Coffee. Uh, I have some at home. Uh, whole bean stuff. You can get it pre-ground, I believe, as well. Canadian as fuck. One of their brands. One of their... Brands, one of their lines, what yeah. is that? One of their lines, roasts, I guess. Yeah. Roasts. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Canadian is what? Fuck. Oh, really? It's a COF. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I haven't checked to see. Do they do like a Keurig cup? That'd be a. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kind of nice to have sometime. Probably yeah. looks like a grenade or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another good idea for them. Yeah. I think they do. This some, is why we're sponsors yeah. of theirs. <laughs> I think they do some, do some K cups and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a forty millimeter grenade. Oh, like, That'd be perfect. Like know, the things right? they launch. And before you put it in there, you got to. Yeah. Put no. in. See. Oh, that man. combined with my uh, idea for the what the red coat blend tea. Right. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your triaging T-shirts. No, 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 that is definitely not going to happen. <laughs> well, it, it might happen. Not through this brand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh. if you're in Canada, Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, well, mainly if you're in the States. If you're in the States, yeah. there's Black Rifle Coffee as well. Uh, do they go by the same name? Yeah, they. Yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where they started. Uh, is it? And then they yeah. moved up here. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's good coffee, it's strong coffee. I love it. Yeah, because in Canada we don't have black rifles. <laughs> yeah, our government's quickly our, trying to take our black rifles away from us. I think at one point, one point during last year, they were gonna ban black rifle coffee because they thought it was a gun. And they came up on their list or something. Like, come on, ridiculous. Man. We're a joke. Anyways, <laughs> fucking Trudeau, man. <laughs> useless. <laughs> when he's right, he's right. <laughs> That's going to start his own political podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, Tanner Wilson, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep this train rolling here. Country music out of uh, Chilliwack. Yeah. yeah. Might be listening to more if I buy a truck. I think you're going to yeah, have a Yeah, you are. <laughs> yep. Every truck and trailer comes with a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. I hope it does not. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 
Anyways, yeah, uh, listen to them on Spotify, wherever you listen to your, main, your music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then lastly, uh, we always end with us. Uh, so we're on Facebook, YouTube, Insta, TikTok, um, all of your uh, your streaming platforms, obviously. If you've made it this far, you're obviously listening to us some, somehow. But uh, yeah, give us a like, share, follow, uh, subscribe. <sighs> If you can rate us, any of that stuff, it gets us a, a little higher on the uh, on the program. I don't know the ins and the outs of it, but um, <laughs> it, it, it gets us a little bit more uh, um, identifiable on a search. So yeah. we, we definitely appreciate that. So, yeah, check us out there. Uh, our YouTube, our Instagram, our Facebook. Uh, I think those are like our, our big three. If we ever make videos again once this... Bullshit settles down. We'll uh, we'll definitely like be out there. Tonight. Huh? What's uh, oh yeah, like we're all bad. COVID. Fuck to go. Wow. We're gonna get some big censorship. <laughs> but uh, our last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we made it to this. Uh, whatever. One thirty-three. Thanks for listening. That's a good number. <laughs> yep. I guess that's the end of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Any more? <laughs> no. Is there anybody else you want to <laughs> throw into the bus? Curse before we get out of here? No? All right. Scott? Well, no. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Todd's got something. No. No? Anything else faster you want to It's like Todd's therapy here. Yeah. <laughs> You're on exactly. coaches. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how does this make you feel? <laughs> All right. I'm done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thanks, everybody. As always, stay safe, stay uh, DTFA.